What's up, everybody? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast. I'm excited you joined me today because we have a very special guest today. We are so lucky and privileged to have Eunicia Perret. She is an accomplished wealth strategist with over 15 years of experience in the financial services industry. She honed her ex expertise by delivering significant financial improvements to the bottom line of Fortune 500 companies across multiple industries. Her passion is to help six and seven figure leaders and business owners optimize their wealth creation efforts. Man, who doesn't need that? I know we all need that. So you're going to want to stay tuned. Let's run the intro and we'll jump right in. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you today. Thanks for joining us. It is such a pleasure to be here with you, Michael. I, I just, I have to say, I love, love, love the name of your podcast, Business Choreography. I mean, that is really creative well, and it covers, you. it just basically covers everything that somebody needs soup to nuts when it comes to truly doing better and scaling businesses, right? Well, we try, we try, and we hope that's the case. We have a background, as many know, on the show of of being ballroom dancers, and uh, and our hope was that we could bring that together and be able to share amazing guests like yourself and and your expertise in helping everybody on this crazy journey, which is what leads us to our first question, which is, holy cow, how did you get here doing the amazing, cool things that you're doing? We've got to share the story, the winding road that it is to get to where we're at. The winding road, it truly was a windy and twisty road, I have to tell you. And we got here through really um, out of necessity, actually. Uh, we got here because even though I was a finance uh, major, I was a financial expert when it comes to solving major, major financial um, issues for large corporations. If you can think of a really large uh, multinational company, there's a likelihood that I walk their halls as a strategy consultant. But what I figured out and what we realized with my husband early on, or rather a few years ago, was that when it comes to the personal side of finances, when it comes to building wealth, especially as business owners and especially for individuals that are, are in the higher net worth categories, we're talking about you know people that are doing well for themselves. Unfortunately, sometimes we get put in the corner of shame because we don't fit somebody's predefined criteria or predefined model. And we were not any different than so many other individuals like us are still finding themselves to be in. And so the situation was one where, number one, it felt like every financial person that we were talking to had something to sell us. Some financial so-called advisors or experts preferred not to necessarily um, work with us because we liked to uh, be invested in things that were in, in vehicles that were sometimes not necessarily within the financial services industry. And so because of that, if there's no money to be made, why would anybody want to help us? And what we found was that even the individuals we were working with, when it broke down to what was truly in our best interest, we had no idea. 
We had no idea because there was never a conversation that took us from where we were and showed us the path to where we wanted to get to. It was always more about, oh, we understand where you're at. We understand what you want to get to and here's something that's going to help you get there. But there was never the proof of concept that would get us from where we were at to where we wanted to be. And so when we realized, when I realized how big the issue was and how far behind we had fallen, regardless of how much money we were making, I decided it, I had to look into it. I had to go back to my roots from a financial standpoint and figure out, okay, what does this look like? If corporations have problems when it comes to how they handle their money, so do people. And we were right at that intersection. And so I was able to dig my heels leverage my expertise as a finance consultant, leverage my expertise as a finance professional, uh, also understanding the finance financial services as an industry to say, okay, what gifts, what are, what are the blind spots? And was able to come up with a methodology to address those blind, blind spots in order to truly become empowered when it comes to how we were growing our money. And then of course, how hundreds of our clients have now, or to this point, been able to leverage the same methodology to do better for themselves when it comes to building wealth, optimizing wealth, minimizing taxes, you name it. Wow. What a crazy journey to have gone through all of that to get to this. Uh, that's That seems uh, interesting. Now, you said your husband and you, so you guys were in the similar industry as that where you met or did you just end up there together? You know, it's funny. My husband is actually in real estate. So he's been <laughs> in real estate for a long time. Uh, there's a story behind his story. Uh, he was pre-med. I grew up around doctors, knew that that was a very different lifestyle. So um, he actually ended up saying, you know what? I want to work for myself. I want to go in real estate. There's a lot of money to be made in real estate. So long story short, he goes down that path. Um, I go down the path of strategy consulting, which was, again, my the fo focus was from a financial standpoint. Finance, finance is a function as well as finance as a, an industry. And then we come out on the back end saying, okay, we're investing in real estate. We've got all these things going on, but we don't really understand what we're being sold and why we're being sold certain things. And so when we started understanding it, we kind of came to a meeting of the minds to realize that all the times when we met with financial advisors, with our financial so-called experts, and we were made feel this big as human beings, it wasn't because of our own fault. We were doing things based on what we were reading up like everybody else's, right? We're going to Google this and Google that. And what we found was that we were literally chasing down rabbit trails. We didn't really have a strategy and we didn't have a strategy because there is not one cohesive, cohesive team to help us pull that strategy together especially in an environment where finances do become a little more complex. Right. So that's kind of how we were able to bring it together. And, and the fact that he's in real estate and we were invested in real estate, it gave me a very unique perspective when I started working with individual clients and smaller businesses and business owners to say, listen, it's not just about what somebody has to sell. That's, that's the way it, everybody else does it. But the reality is that clients want to know what's different, what, what options do they have at their disposal? And so that's one of actually the big blind spots. People do not understand that they have options. And if they know that there are options, they don't know how those options in terms of how they make and they grow money and they optimize and grow wealth. How do those options fit to who they are as individuals? Because the last thing that we want to do is to have 
people invest here and there and everywhere, wherever they're investing, and they're losing sleep at night because they're not comfortable and they don't understand what they went into, but they're doing it just because it's the cool thing to do, right? right. We want that peace of mind. Life is too short to not have it. Wow. Well, you've mentioned a few things here that I think are are so valuable that we need to dig into a lot. One of them is the blind spots that you started to notice and recognize. And I'm wondering if you'll be so kind to share with us some of those blind spots so that maybe some of us can relate to that and understand a little bit like, okay, when they're blind spots, we clearly can't see them, but you found them. And I'm sure those are things that we're all run into as we go. So let's dig into that a little bit. Absolutely. So there are a lot of different types of blind spots when it comes to, to what's happening with our money. One of the big ones that I realized early on was the, the notion of taxation. Now, I am not a proponent of not paying taxes. I am absolutely behind we need to pay taxes because, frankly, that's what keeps the world going and our country as awesome as it is. But the reality is that the ultra-wealthy have found ways to minimize their exposure to taxes. And while, yes, they pay it, they also have ways to minimize their tax exposure, whether it be on the money that how we pay taxes today, how we pay taxes in the future, or both. And what I realized was that as a high-paid executive, there was nobody on my team, none of our financial experts, none our CPA, our tax pro, even the bookkeeper, nobody was talking about the different strategies that we could have taken advantage of to minimize our tax exposure. And when I realized that looking in retrospect, I said, you know what, we've, we've got to address this problem because for example, right now we work with a lot of physicians, a lot of business owners that, you know, have the question of why is it that we are still paying 50% of our hard earned money, give or take, right? All in. And the reality is that they shouldn't, but the expertise that's required to get them to pay less or to have lesser of an exposure is just not there. So when we realized, when I realized that that was a big blind spot, how do we minimize taxes legally? How do we minimize our exposure and be able to keep more of what we earn? Not because we want to do something that's, that's not right with that money, but that money back in our pockets can help business owners grow their businesses, invest in more infrastructure, um, hire more people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, basically putting it back into the economy. So that's one big blind spot. The other big blind spot is the fact that individuals, like I said earlier, they truly don't know that they have access to different options. When it comes to my philosophy is that when it comes to how, when, and where, and even why people invest, they need to know what their options are. And not because they need to do it, not because they need to be the ones to do the actual investments. Most people don't want to deal with that, and that's okay. But without them understanding what's happening with their money, we find ourselves years down the road asking the tough questions of what happened with my money, and at that point in time, we cannot undo the mistakes. But if we know early on, hey, here's how I like, here's how what I want my money to do, and here's here are the things that I enjoy seeing how my seeing growing, now we can pair those up with the way that we invest our money. 
and the rest is history. We actually live live a peaceful and and enjoy and joyful life. Right. And then last component is this idea of maximizing income or maximizing revenue streams. A lot of individuals that historically they would have you know banked on a pension or they would have banked on maybe their four one k or maybe family money, whatever it is, or social security. The reality is that we cannot rely on anything that just somebody tells us it's going to be there if it's outside of our control. And what we found is that when people say, I just want him or her or my financial advisor or my financial planner to take care of it and it'll be fine. I trust them implicitly. What we're finding is that typically people leave as much as 30 to 40, 50% additional income in retirement on the table. They literally are just leaving it on the table because they're trusting that somebody's just going to do the best for them. And I'm not saying that the people that are handling those individuals' money aren't doing what they think is the best, but is that the right solution for the client? And without the client kind of takes us full loop, without the client understanding what their options are, now you can see where we're literally, literally leaving money on the table across multiple points where money's just being siphoned. Right of our pockets, right of our out of our businesses, right out of our families, and so those are some of the the blind spots and pitfalls that we've noticed. And the whole idea is, without getting in front of them, we're just going to experience more of this, more of the same. Right, I love that, and I I just kind of want to reiterate a couple of things that you said that just were so awesome. You know the 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 taxation is great. Like we, we have to pay taxes. Like this is a thing because without it, our roads don't exist. Our schools, our hospitals, these things that are public, uh, public necessities need to be paid and, and the taxes fund that. However, I think like you were saying, a lot of times people don't realize that, that the tax breaks and the things that were put into the tax code were there are put there so that, we as entrepreneurs and investors would take advantage of those and actually take the risk to do it. And I think that that in that light, we're not avoiding and we're not evading taxes. We're actually taking advantage of what's being uh, offered to us so that we will go and do those things. So we will have okay. businesses and we will open up the, the uh, or invest in the next thing. And, and that's so huge. And I think really the, that that is a blind spot that I think a lot of people miss. And I mean, I, I certainly think that people that aren't entrepreneurs and business owners have a hard time recognizing that because as we go as entrepreneurs, we do want to take advantage of those things. That's, that's one of the perks. It's one of the, the cool things that we get for working our butts off. <laughs> so so, true. so, so true. important. And, uh, you know, you alluded to this, but like, the best time, you know, if we go down the road and we look at it, we can't undo what happened. And so the best time to plant a tree is right now. Exactly. <laughs> right. Or, well, it was 20 years ago, but right now <laughs> next is the best next time. time. <laughs> next best time. So I, I love that you said that and, and being able to do that is huge. Talk to me a little bit about some of the methodologies you had mentioned it earlier when we were just getting started, you talked about having created some methodologies to grow wealth. And I'd love to hear about them and talk a little bit more about some of those methodologies to share with our audience kind of what you guys have started to build and put together that can help us. 
Absolutely. So I'll take one of the points that you were making earlier about uh, the taxation, right? So when it comes to the taxation and how that's actually baked into our methodology, a lot of individuals don't understand that even what you said was so critical. So I'm going to pause on that for a second. It's it's the tax code was written for the business owner. And especially when it comes to individuals that get paid W-2, right? They're W-2 employees. They they certainly do not think that it applies to them. So the question then becomes, well, what would it take for more individuals to be able to keep more of what they make and keep it in, in their coffers, not somebody else's, right? right? And so what when we when I discovered that that was an issue, one of the big questions was how do we bring that to bear? Because the reality is that we don't do taxes. We don't want to be jacks of all trades, masters of none. But what we realize is that when it comes to the taxation part, there are a lot of people that file taxes, CPAs, EAs, tax pros, but very seldomly do individuals actually talk about tax strategy. So what we did, what we have done is as part of our methodology, the tax strategy becomes a very unique component. Now, our job is not to displace the client's financial team. Our job is to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Sometimes, though, those individuals that are on the client's team will literally displace themselves because what we do in our conversations with our clients, we empower them with the tools, the tips, the questions to ask not because I want to or anybody on, on our team will say, hey, I, we think that you should be looking at somebody else. Rather, the question is, how outside of the box does your team think? Are they working for you or are they working for themselves or somebody else? And when the client is empowered with those questions that are delivered by us working together and by the broader methodology, they immediately come back. It's it's amazing to see it, to see the process un- unraveling because they'll come back and they'll say, hey, I here's here's was the response. And they'll immediately know that, yes, we've got good peeps on the team or they'll say, yeah. you know what, I want to keep this person as a friend. But in terms of expertise we think we might have outgrown them. And there is nothing more powerful than a client to realize that they're either on the right path with the right team or they're not. Because either way, they're going to continue to grow and race to the next level into the next levels of challenges, but also opportunities by doing so. And so that's kind of our methodology is really focused on parking ourselves and deciphering what happens at every single one of those blind spots or across those blind spots that we talked about and so many others in order to figure out where is money leaking? How do we bring it back in or how do we stop that leakage? Right. Right. I love that. Talk to me a little bit about when, you know, we, we already established this idea that it's best to get started right away. Right, because the longer you wait, the it's harder to undo the the pieces before. So talk to me about that. Like if somebody's hearing you today, they definitely want to get in and work and work with you, or they're they're thinking, okay, yeah, this sounds great because I don't know that I can trust the so-called team that I've put in, uh, you know. And it sounds as though that's something that that you guys can uh, help be able to fill in that space. So talk to us a little bit about when 
somebody should be thinking that. Like a lot of times entrepreneurs, business owners, I know out there are hustling. They're working so hard. They're working on increasing their revenue. They're working on these things. And I know that the thought behind their head, I've talked to so many of them is, I know I need to create a better business structure. I know I need to consolidate in some places and I know to diversify in other places. They know they need to do it, but the business is like, I've got to focus on this. So how can they make that shift so that they can start to come and work with someone like you and, and get that mindset shift? Because I think it's really about what's going on in here. I don't know that it's, it's necessarily true. about the business per se. So how do they do that? How do they make that shift to, to take the leap and go, okay, yeah, I'm going to go do this. Well, you mentioned a couple of things. You mentioned that they're they're hustling, they're thinking about it, right? And right. what I would my argument would be if they're thinking about it and they're not, it goes right back to having to take action. If you're thinking about it and if you have questions or you know that something deep down just doesn't sit right or or something needs to happen, the burden of proof really is on the client. It's really on the individual to say, I know that I gotta do it, but I gotta do it. And sometimes if we were to look back individually at our own history to realize where the biggest infliction points have taken place in our lives. It's, it's actually during those tough times when the thought of us, we need to do something comes up. If we take action, it'll be huge results on the back end. If we don't, we get to live with regrets and that happens all the time. One of the other things that I tell individuals is too many people, especially super smart business owners, will say, I think I got it. I'm just going to set up a, a little bit of time and I'm going to research and I'm going to I'm going to figure it out. The reality is that everybody is focused on their very unique area of expertise, right? Whether it be marketing or it be true business consulting, where we're just focusing on how do we increase the bottom line or maybe minimize just the expended expenses or whatever it is, or, or doctors or pilots or individuals that are very hyper-specialized, it is, it would be a shame for them to take time out of what it is that they already do really well, for them to try to figure out something that it takes a team of true experts that do the same thing day in and day out to deliver value to hundreds and hundreds of clients and have the false hope that somehow they're going to be able to address all of the points without missing a step and not leaving money to chance. So what I mean by that is people must be willing, especially business owners or even individuals that are W2 individuals that are highly compensated uh, professionals, they have to put themselves in a position to say, you know what? I got to where I got to because I was surrounded by vendors, by coaches, by whomever it is that helped them get there and realize that sometimes you have to pay to go faster. And it's okay if the answer is no, but if people don't pay to go faster, I know it from my own personal experience. I've got personal coaches. I've got business coaches that we've got con business consultants that we consult with because the idea is we want to give more to our clients and we don't want to become stagnant. So while they're focusing on their unique zone of genius, what happens with their money? What happens with taking care of their personal side of the fence versus just the business? So I think it's a little more complex than just to say, you got to do it. Yes, they got to do it. They got to lean in and say, I've got to make it work. But they also have to be willing to be vulnerable within trust. If they don't trust the people that 
are around them, then please don't be vulnerable in those situations. It's not a good mixture. But you have to, they have to learn to be vulnerable. They have to learn that, you know what, if I want to go faster and if I want to do what tr truly the ultra successful do, they pay a lot of money to get their stuff done professionally in the right context. And so why is it that if we're trying to race to the next level, we're thinking we can do it on, on our own or we're afraid of it, we're not going to see the results. So that action comes in very many shapes and sizes, depending on where somebody is. Right. Well, it's so huge and and what a what a great thing to remember and if you are running a business and and hopefully at this point you've realized success comes with you understanding that you're going to have more success if you hire people that are better than you at the thing that you're doing and it's a hard thing i think for for business owners that are still in that space but a lot of times as you start to move forward, you're like, oh, I can hire that out. And you need to, you need to demonstrate leverage. You need to be able to utilize leverage to grow. And this is no different. I think people are afraid uh, of these types of conversations because I, I, I really do believe that there was a whole period of time where, where a generation was taught not to talk about their finances, not to bring it up, not to talk with anybody else outside of their own little world about what was going on financially. And I think we have to kind of break free of that and utilizing experts such as yourself to be able to help us find that space and find what's best for us and, and utilize our strengths. Just like with anything else out there, guys, all of you listening, you've got to remember that you've got to, you've got to hire these things out too, because like you said, you guys are doing this day in, day out. This is what you focus on every day. So if I did that with a pizza, I would be the best pizza maker ever if I focused on building a pizza every day. And that's really who people want to have a pizza from. But it's the same thing for this. And I, I really appreciate the, the, the structure that you've presented. You've talked about the blind spots that we could uh, be experiencing. And I think that's going to shine some light on a lot of where people are at. I also love the met methodologies that you're talking about and that you've done that. Everybody, anybody who's listened to the show knows I love frameworks and methodologies. Ah, oh, that's the way to go. That's how, that's how we repeat things over and over again. And all of you guys as business owners and entrepreneurs, you know, you need to have frameworks and methodologies and you probably do inside what you do. So it's great to hear an expert doing that. Talk to us a little bit, uh, as we close things up, how people can get in touch with you, how they can find you and pull the trigger on getting going and maybe starting to work with you. Uh, would love to help or address any questions for folks that are listening and are thinking, hmm, I need to take some action or at least understand more about what this does, what does this look like? Um, because we focus very much on that quarterback approach that we didn't really talk about, but as you'll probably hear from the conversation, that's, it's basically what it is. I would strongly encourage for folks to just follow us on social media, but more importantly, they can easily find us on our website at www.excelstra.com. That's Excel, S-T-R-A.com. Just let us know how we can help. My only request is as you do that, let us know. Uh, if we jump on a call, there'll be an opportunity for you to let us know how you heard about us. And I want to make sure that you let us know that you heard about it here on Business, business Choreography on the podcast. Awesome. 
Well, we appreciate you so much coming to the show. Any last words of wisdom to leave us with before we head out today? I mean, you've already laid so much on us that's so valuable. I hope everybody takes some notes and and really learns from today. But what what final words do you have for us today? The final words that pop in my mind is um, for individuals that are looking back and they're thinking that maybe they should have done this, they'll do it. They were supposed to do it. They'll do it. They'll they'll get it done. They'll pen- pencil it in. They'll get it addressed at some point. But that fear and that uh, perhaps shame and embarrassment of not having taken action sooner um, is there. My guidance to you would be don't look back. None of us can change the past. The one thing that we can do is we can change the future. We can change our own future outcome. The biggest thing is to leave the regret, to leave the shame, to leave the embarrassment behind or whatever those feelings are for you individually and just take small steps. Sometimes all it takes is just schedule that call, get some questions answered and you will know what is the next best thing that you need to do from there. But take that small step, because when you do take it, what you'll find is that on the other side are some pretty big leaps towards bigger and better opportunities. I love that. Guys, you got to take some action today. You're all action takers, and you know how to do that. So do that exact thing. Take some action uh, and and get this started, because you know it's necessary. You can't avoid it. And even if you have something going being able to run it by another set of experts to really check what you're doing is so valuable and you really can't underestimate that power. That in essence is what choreography is about. You're not just sitting there hoping that the first dance you made is perfect. You're going back, you're redoing, you're checking the choreography and you're moving on it every step of the way. So don't forget until the next episode, keep working on your business choreography. We'll see you guys again soon. Thanks for joining us today. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography. 